Okay. If you need to stretch your legs, go ahead. Make yourselves comfortable. Uh, hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Did I say that already? No, I couldn't have said that because it wasn't a New Year yet. <laughs> yeah, happy relative New Year. <laughs> okay. Uh, I want you to uh, give you try to give you more time to. to experience the meditation we did last time. Uh, it's a try to do a real purification. Uh, the, the purification that you hear about which is the most supposed to be the most powerful kind of purification. But to do it in a way in a, in a way where you actually are doing something real. Okay. Uh, You've read many times or you've heard many times that uh, meditation on emptiness is supposed to be the most powerful way of doing purification. Uh, but if you don't really know what you're doing, you're just, you know, playing in your head. You're not really doing any purification. Just thinking about uh, what people have told you, or this is what emptiness is, and you're trying to... Uh, remember what they say rather than trying to figure something out you're not really meditating you're not really you haven't really reached a point where this meditation is going to actually do some sort of purification uh, when you are approaching this meditation if there is a, a strong emotion accompanying you then it's just another, might as well have, I don't know, another bagel or something like that. It's going to be just as exciting as having another bagel. Okay, plain, <laughs> without butter. <laughs> Forget about salt and pepper. <laughs> okay. But if you wanted uh, this to have uh, any uh, significant result, then there must be a strong emotion accompanying it. And it could be a strong sense of fear or a strong sense of exhilaration. They can't have anything in between. Okay. So you have to work yourself. You have to uh, think about the significance about what, you, about, about what you're going to do. And don't let, uh, sometimes, unfortunately, because of uh, the sickness of ego, when we think I'm going to do something, of significance, no, the ego comes up and says, okay, let me take over. You're about to do something of significance. <laughs> it's my turn to sit here. Okay. And then become you know, something extremely worldly. Okay. Uh, and instead of feeling a sense of surrender, you feel a sense of being puffed up. Okay. So if you're feeling that you're puffing up, because you're about to do something of great significance, instead of feeling a great, a great sense of, a uh, great uh, sense of uh, being humbled, then ego has taken over. You have to stop. Okay, and all this is going to do is make ego become bigger. Okay. So, and also pay attention to. Um, eh, okay, I guess I'll use that term. Your energy level. <laughs> Okay, pay attention to your, should I say it again? Uh, feels, it is when I say that. <laughs> your energy level. Okay, pay attention to that. Pay attention to how your body feels. Pay attention to how every part of you is participating in this. Okay. And they should all have that, that sense of, of, of being humble, that sense of being, uh, of surrender. Okay. And if you feel uh, uh, a sense of fear, because you know it's what you're about to do is of great importance to you, and that's good. But if the fear is uh, overwhelming you to the point where you, you say uh, where ego comes, uh, where it creates a door for ego to come, ah, uh, you can't do this. This is too much for you who you think you are, if ego comes in that way through that door, then you have to go back to 
that it's not, a, not, it's not just about you. And when I mention about the, if you're of the Mahayana band or if you're of the, mention those two, if you're of the Mahayana band, you have to think about it's not just, it's not just a trip just for you. Okay. There are others, in a, in a very egotistical way, there are others waiting on you okay, for this. And this should humble you. And even if you're of the Hinayana bent, you, if you somehow find a way of escaping all this and then you go away to your permanent vacation, then you would have left a legacy where people say, ah, it's possible to escape from this. Okay. Even then, you, would have help, you will be helping others. Okay. But if it's just, if, if the, the attitude of mind that you're bringing into this is just the same attitude of worldly curiosity, you're just going to find something so you can have a very shiny object so you can show your friends, oh, look what I found. If that's the attitude that's accompanying you, you should not let it, you should don't hold on to it. Let it go. And how do you let it go? Go back to the sense of what you're about to do is of significance. It's not just for you. Others are dependent upon it. And then see, feel the, uh, yourself being humbled by, by, by this. And just sit and let, and, and let that sense of worldly uh, curiosity, let, let it just fade away. Okay? You don't have to fight it. You don't have to you know, take, a, uh, take any weapons to try to destroy it. Just let it go. Just ignore it. Okay. A, a lot of these attitudes are like uh, spoiled brats who want your attention. And the more attention you give them, the more they will continue to behave that way because they are, you are giving them what they want, attention. Okay. So the best way for them to go, to make them go away, is to just ignore them. Okay. So if any attitude which is uh, um, unserviceable. Is that a word? <laughs> unserviceable. Unserviceable. If, if any attitude is unserviceable and you notice it accompanying you in this meditation, then you, you, you have a spoiled brat who's looking for attention. And then don't give it any attention. Ignore it. Go back to the what will invoke the proper attitude. Think of the significance. Try to get that sense of humility. Okay? And listen to the body. Listen to your uh, energy talking to you. <laughs> then you know when you, when you arrive at that place. Okay? And in order for you to get any sense of an experience where meditation and emptiness becomes a purification, you must try to hold on to that uh, strong emotion that is accompanying you. You must try to keep it steady. And it, it, becomes, it must become like a, mm, almost like a, like a rope that is attached to the goal and then you're slowly, slowly pulling you towards the goal. Okay. The closer you get to, you find yourself getting to that, to that goal, there, there, there will be a reciprocal response of that emotion. That emotion will get more intense. So if the fear is becoming more intense, don't run away. You're actually getting closer. If the sense of exhilaration is getting even, what's the, what's the superlative of that? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> if, if it's getting more and more blissful, then you're getting closer to the, to, to the goal. But don't let the bliss or the fear become itself an object of your meditation. Don't let it become another, another work that you're doing. Don't let it become an object of observation or, or uh, what do you say? Don't let it become another meditation, okay? It's just something that is accompanying the meditation. Now, when you have all this set up, you have a strong passion, you have a strong sense of being humbled, and you're now about to do, you're, you're about to do now, you're ready to start doing the look. 
the meditation on emptiness involves the, uh, 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 a, a strong wish to know, a very strong, open wish to know. What you've heard, what you've read, they're like uh, 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 guide posts that tells you whether you're going in the, in the right direction or the wrong direction. And don't take them, that is, the memory of them, don't let that become itself the result. And don't even allow them to, to prejudice the search. Emptiness is supposed to be this lack of inherent existence. Don't even let that term, lack of inherent existence, don't let, even, don't let it prejudice your search. Okay. What you're going to look for is something that's going to present itself to you. It's not something that you're going to make up. You're not going to make the true nature of your mind. You're not going to make the true nature of reality. You're going to discover it. So have a true openness of mind that is going to discover something. You're not going to make anything lack inherent existence. So don't hold lack of inherent existence somewhere and then try to uh, apply it to, to something. Okay. And as a matter of fact, a true meditation on emptiness, the part of it that is involved with the search, must let go of an expectation of finding a lack of inherent existence. Because already we have a wrong conclusion, even though it's, it, the terms seem to be correct, we have a wrong understanding of what that term is supposed to mean, lack of inherent existence. So don't bring your wrong understanding into, in, into the picture and, and like a paint, looking for something to paint with your understanding of lack of inherent existence. Uh, was that analogy any good? <laughs> okay. So, be very open. Have a very strong uh, um, emotion directed towards the search. Okay. Now, there are two approaches. Uh, a lot of people have, 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 have asked about must I do, a lot of people who, are, uh, who don't like to do analysis, uh, don't like that approach, they think, is that the only way to get to go to it, through some sort of analysis? I don't know what, uh, maybe they were hit in the head with analysis when they were young and they have a, <laughs> you know, kind of a, a dysfunctional relationship with it. So I understand, okay. And, and there are those who have a, a strong uh, inclination or strong love anal analysis. So, either way, uh, you, can, you can use uh, either the lack of analysis or analysis to get to, to, get to it. Okay. Actually, what they are referring to as analysis in terms of getting to, uh, getting to emptiness is not the analysis that we understand like, oh, what does it mean? One thing to, or when Nagarjuna said, that's not, this is not it. That's what you're supposed to be doing before you sit down to meditate. Okay? So it's... There's a very strong wish looking, just that, just that, just that state of mind, looking, waiting, waiting to discover. And when some... And of course your mind is going to give you something. Okay? And whenever your mind gives you something, then... You analyze that. And then you analyze it in uh, according to what is appearing to you. Can it be what you're searching for? And if you want to bring in what you read about, what you heard about into the picture to sort of help, to sort of uh, um, get the analysis uh, going, you can bring that up. But you don't have to. Okay. Emptiness, how to meditate on emptiness, doesn't belong to anyone, doesn't belong to any school, doesn't belong to any tradition. Okay. 
No tradition, no school can say, we own this. Okay. And you must have this openness when, you, when, you're, when you're doing the search. Okay. Be very, very, very open. Okay. You're not going to prove this school or that school right. That's not, that's not, your, that's not your purpose here. So, whatever comes up, it's like something comes up and says, I am what you're looking for. And let it prove itself to be what you're looking for. And be very open. And be also, uh, let it be as simple as possible. As a matter of fact, let it be so simple that when you try to explain to someone else, it becomes complicated for them. That's how simple you want it to be. You want it to be the very depth, the very essence of simplicity itself. Okay. So red is appearing to you and say, I am your true nature of your mind. Do you remember red? Did you ever have any encounter with red before? So what did you remember of red? Okay, so let those experience, your, your actual experiences come into play. So you have to say, oh, red, okay, you're the nature of my mind. I guess the nature of my mind is red, okay. And then start, and, then, and, and go and speculate on that. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. Remember, what is red? What do I remember of red? And of what I remember of red, can, it, can this be true? Okay. And of course, for those of you who were, you know, had a traumatic experience with analysis at a young age, you don't have to be doing this in your mind in terms of words. These can be also uh, just a sense. As a matter of fact, it, uh, it would be better for you if you can have it happen in more in a sense, like a, a feeling. I mean, we have to use the word feeling because it's you no. Know, uh, not, do you know sansar? Yeah, that, that's supposed to be the, how the yogis talk with each other. It's a language that he created, just so they can talk to each other, so they don't have to say feeling when it has nothing to do with what they're talking about. So they can say <laughs> and then you're oh yeah, I understand. <laughs> but you have to be a yogi, and you have to, well, never mind. <laughs> By the way, that's made up, okay? <laughs> Don't Google it and you're not going to find it. <laughs> 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 okay. right, so, so try, uh, if, you know, having, uh, what do you call it, Rumin rumination? Mental rumination? I'm sorry, your, your mind is run, have a runny nose or something. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if that helps you keep, where, keep you on the track of where you're going, then use it. If it helps you from being distracted, then use it. But if it's, if it's sort of pushing you away from where you want to go to, then you don't have to do, use it. So just go to just feeling. Okay. If you know, you know what I mean. When, when you get there, you understand what I mean when I say feeling. Okay. And uh, so that's sort of the analysis. If this seems to be too artificial in the beginning. Like your mind is making, you feel like your mind is making stuff up and you're just getting, playing along with the mind, what your mind is playing with. Then you might want to do, uh, you might approach it from a point of view, no, not point of view, from a, uh, you might want to approach it from, <coughs> oh, what's that word? Context. No, not necessarily that. But that's already involved in what we're talking about. Uh, what was that? No, no, not like that. Mm. I'm not talking about different ways of, look, of doing the analysis. I'm talking about different approach of getting into the meditation. Okay? So the context, your, the angle, all that is involved with the analysis part. Either where your mind is you know, talking, using words, or we're just going through feelings, going through some sort of non-verbal analysis. Oh, that's a nice word. Is it, is it already taken? Can I? Can I? 
and I copyright that. <laughs> so your mind might go through non-verbal analysis. Okay. So if either of those is it feels too artificial for you, then you might want to help your mind get to that uh, a state of genuine genuineness by through the approach of. Mm, I don't have the word. I'm afraid to say it. <laughs> approach of faith. <laughs> approach of faith. Okay. So th that approach is your infallible guide, is the embodiment of what you're looking for, and you have a strong conviction that you that your infallible guide is present. And infallible God is already giving you the, uh, the result, the conclusion already. And just open yourself to that. Okay? And let that strong emotion, let that strong uh, uh, determination you know, connect you to your infallible guide. Okay? Let, strengthen, let, 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 let all these states of mind play on each other, strengthen each other. The faith, the conviction, the determination, the, the emotion. And then, and then, and all these are continually, uh, in a continuous way, uh, they're guiding you, taking you towards emptiness. Okay. Then eventually, after some time, a few minutes, <laughs> after the first eon, <laughs> then you will have encountered uh, uh, the shadow of emptiness. And the, the shadow of emptiness itself is a very profound object to, to encounter. And how do you know that you have, it's the shadow of emptiness that you, uh, you, you have approach, you're approaching, that you are, that you are uh, encountering? It will have, you will feel a definite shift in consciousness. You will feel a definite uh, sense of, of uh, conviction about whatever uh, emptiness is supposed to be. Um, the difference between the shadow and the actual emptiness is you don't feel uh, not don't feel you, you, you're not experiencing uh, I don't want to use uh, terms that have you know, become sort of like a cliche but a, a non-dual experience okay that's the difference the shadow is there's still a sense of duality there's you looking at something okay the, 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 the real experience, though, the one without the shadow, is that there is a non-dual experience. Before you misinterpret some experiences that you may have, non-dual experience can occur without emptiness. Not any non-dual experience is necessarily an experience with, of emptiness. As you are approaching this object called emptiness, you may have incredible experiences. Incredible, incredible experiences. Incredible sense of bliss, incredible sense of clarity. You may start even to have such clarity of mind that you start to remember things from past lives or remember things when you were a baby, things when you were in the womb. Or you may have very, very, very clear, you may even see the future. If it's the, the lottery that you see, <laughs> make sure you call me first. <laughs> so you may have you, all these may be uh, all these may be clear, definite experiences while you're on your way there. To put it in a very religious way, that's the devil tempting you. If that was not appropriate for me to say, mm -hmm. I'll take it back. <laughs> Okay. The thing is, these are things that you encounter on the way. And if, if they can be very enticing. 
and you may get stuck with them. Okay? You may all of a sudden go and say, oh, I, I have, uh, I'm an incredible being, and, and, and your ego comes in, sneaks in, sneaks in, and then ruins the entire uh, adventure. How does it ruin the entire adventure? You go around saying, I'm a great yogi, I have great experiences, you should take me as your teacher, or things like that. I'm, I'm great, I'm better than you. <laughs> and you feel it, and you see it. So your, 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 uh, your path is blocked. You have to be very careful. Even at that level, the ego can come in and ruin everything. So, the, so don't be too enticed by those beautiful things that are on the, on the road, on the road, okay? When you're, in, when you're encountering these, when you're uh, approaching emptiness, uh, just the shadow of emptiness, when you're just approaching the shadow of emptiness, if you're not experiencing some intense emotion, then you just, you know, your mind is, uh, you are fooled, you are no longer, you're no longer meditating, you're actually dreaming and you think you're meditating, okay? If you encounter some beautiful light, some beautiful uh, blissful state, and you stop there, then you, 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 you stop yourself from getting to where you really want to, where, where you really want to get to. If you feel that you have to stop, where you have to examine, did I reach the goal? Did I reach the goal? Guess what? <laughs> you didn't reach it. Okay. Once you reach it, that question will not pop up in your mind at all. No one will have seen emptiness and ask himself, was that emptiness I saw? <laughs> okay. There will be, there'll be a, what is that, a self, self, self-revealing, self, self-validating, self oh thank you, that was a nice one, self-validating aspect that goes with the experience. Okay, there's okay, self-validating aspect of the experience and there's you want to, wanting to validate it. Okay, that's two different things. Okay. If you find yourself doing too much, oh, I saw emptiness directly. It must have been emptiness. It got to be. All this bliss, all that stuff, that's like I have to be emptiness. Okay. If you're trying to validate it, then it's not it. Okay. It's, uh, it is that experience that is described in the very beginning of the Heart Sutra. Okay. Masam Jirme. Okay. Inexpressible. Unspeakable. Okay. There, there is that with the experience. You, you just, you just experience what is called profound silence. Okay. Uh, I was gonna make a comparative thing. Where no, all true seekers, no matter what path they go through no matter what they call that end, when they come to that, they all say the same thing. They all talk about that profound silence. Okay. If you feel that, ah, I got emptiness, finally, let me go tell everybody. <laughs> you didn't find emptiness. <laughs> but if you feel like, oh. and the Buddha, like the Buddha, I mean, uh, take the Buddha's life as an example. How long did he stay under the tree before he said, before he started talking? after he found it. It didn't, it didn't take the Buddha seven weeks to reach enlightenment. It took him one night. And he, but he didn't get out from under that tree until seven weeks later. It was that profound silence. Okay. Who in the world is going to understand this? To put it in modern terms, who in the world is going to believe this? Okay. That's that's the experience of it, okay? All right. Uh, if you find yourself having to, you know, give it qualities, trying to give it uh, uh, definition, then that's not it. You had a beautiful, profound experience, 
that shouldn't be uh, dismissed, that shouldn't be uh, um, uh, desecrated, that shouldn't be um, valued, but there's no need for you to force the label, I've had the, the experience, I've, I've had the experience, okay? It will just, you will just know, okay? Alright, so when you start seeing the future and you start to see, uh, you know, read people's minds, yeah, th that's not it. <laughs> that means you're on your way there, okay? Alright, so uh, we're going to use the, the first approach. Okay. I said I was going to give you a lot of time to meditate, but unfortunately I'm giving, I give myself a lot of time to talk. <laughs> so we have a little time, right? So, Go back to the, that sense of the presence above your head and have a build up a strong yearning, okay, for the experience. And let that strong yearning bring you to a state of more and more uh, sense of being humble, okay. And the, uh, again, uh, I said that last time, I'm not going to talk too much about it. The analysis should start organically. You shouldn't force it. Okay? If you're forcing it, stop. Right. Okay? Begin. So try to recall the state of mind prior to my uh, talking. And just remember how the body felt, how the breath felt, how the mind felt, and when the vivid memories come, and the very vividness of the memory sort of bring you back into at least a taste, that it becomes steady and deliberately stabilize it by just observing the breath and begin bringing your attention to the, to the crown of your head and know that above your head is the answer you've been searching for for you can't remember how long detergent that cleans all stains, the fire that burns all rubbish,
you haven't yet, bring that presence into your heart center. Let its presence radiate throughout your being in the form of light. Let this light continue to radiate from you, reaching every being everywhere, especially those beings, those places that are of a significant concern for you. Let your love and your life and your compassion manifest as that light touching them. <coughs> Let the compassion and the love be so strong that the compassion removes their problem. The love instills within them the peace, the tranquility that you are experiencing. think of the merits of your meditation, the merits of tonight, and dedicate its power to the achievement of your ultimate goal, to the achievement of whatever that is of concern to you. Slowly bring your attention back to breath. Let the very awareness of the breath bring you back to the awareness of the gross body. So that you become aware of your body from the top of your head all the way to the soles of your feet.
parting words before we leave uh, about I have to make a little correction when I said uh, if you're hit over the head bad experience with analysis I don't mean to say that uh, you know if you're stupid <laughs> that's what I mean I'm just saying that uh, the way it was introduced to you it was introduced in a way that made you see it as relevant or maybe it was introduced in such a way for you that uh, it created a sense of aversion for it or maybe it's just you're not the analysis uh, analytical type okay that's what I meant if I seem to have insulted anyone by saying calling you stupid or something like that <laughs> okay all right thank you